the overall issue that we as human beings have is we have been programmed to live life from the outside in instead of from the inside out. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Chatting with Candace. I'm your host, Candace Horback. Before we start this week's episode, we're going to do some shout outs. So all of these are people that have bought me cups of coffee. Thank you so much. I couldn't do this show without you. So I want to say a big thank you to Adder XIII, Stephen D, M Stomp, Vince, I, I Love My Blacksmith, Dak, and it looks like L1 Roy. Thank you so much for the cups of coffee and all of that generosity. I really appreciate it. All of it goes back into the show. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. If you are listening, watching, it doesn't matter. If you could take two seconds before we start and hit that like and subscribe button. It helps me with the charts. helps me with the algorithm. We are a little bit stuck and I don't know what's happening and I could use your help. So thank you so much for all of the support. We are going to put the sponsors and affiliates of the podcast in the show notes. So if you're curious about who's helping the show run and if you're interested in some products that I'm really into, I will put them at the bottom with my code for discounts. I don't want to waste too much time talking about sponsorship. So if you're interested, just check out the show notes. This week, I'm so excited for the guest. I know I say that every time, but I really am excited every time. But this week, we have Danny Morell. He is the host of the Higher Self Podcast, is the number one podcast in spirituality. I have been just gobbling up all of his content. It really resonates with me. I hope it resonates with you. He hosts incredible events called Awaken, and I'll link everything below. He just seems to be on this really powerful mission moving forward and trying to help people heal themselves and find love and happiness, and I just love that. I love that so much. So please help me welcome Danny Morell. Danny, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I was thrilled when I found out that I snagged you as a guest. I have been just consuming all of your content on social media, and I see that you do a lot of in-person events. And yeah, I was just I was just thrilled to have you. I'm excited to be here. I I, uh, I think this is going to be a really good conversation. So I guess before we dive into all of these notes and topics I have, what got you into the space? Because I see a lot within the divine feminine and masculine and really balancing out those energies. What drew you or inspired you to tackle that as a topic? You know, it's it's funny. I don't know that I ever really like thought about tackling a certain topic. And I for sure as had never in my life thought I, th- I, I was always a money guy. I was a business guy. So for me to now be talking about what I, I talk about, it's quite curious. What honestly happened kind of was that the more in depth I went into my heart and discovering who I am and discovering who we are as human beings, discovering where we're disconnected from ourselves, discovering where we're disconnected from source and spirit, the more that like the topics just started to like come come out in me, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, the more that I look back in my journey and look back how I was in my sort of wounded masculine, my, my little boy masculine, how I was completely def- disconnected from my heart and my ability to show and share love with other people, you know, eventually like how I went and mended all of that. And I aligned all that. I just started to see myself and other people. And I started to think like, oh my God, this is like everybody. And so it just became a natural focus of conversation, really. 
So it feels like the masses have this real hunger for that kind of content. They really want someone to kind of help them find those pieces. Do you see a trend as to why maybe we're more disconnected than we are? Or does it seem that we're more disconnected than we've ever been just because we have access to so much information now and we can kind of share stories through social media? So maybe there's just more awareness around it. That's a wonderful question. So um I, I think there's two ways to answer that. Like there's the first is like the 3D world, right? And it's like the the world that we live in today. Yes, we're being bombarded with more uh, media, with more content, with more information, so forth and so on. The way I like to answer things is through the spiritual world, right? If you think back, I'm I'm 45 years old. So literally just 45 years old, 1977, like none of this was around. And, you know, we weren't as distracted, you know, women weren't being told, at least not at the level that they are today, that their value is found in their body and in their looks. And they weren't being pushed to alter themselves and and change themselves. And if you look at the trend, it started there because the woman is the source of love. The feminine is the source of love. And now dark energy is essentially attacking all genders in general, right? And it's the way that this stuff kind of works. It's like the system kind of pokes at one aspect and then it just starts to like go after everything else. And and and, and pretty soon shit's going to get pretty gnarly. You know, it really is. And so, yeah, I feel like, you know, most men haven't been through an initiation process of going from a boy to a man because their fathers, like my father, didn't show them that process and take them through that initiation process. And then most women nowadays are wounded. You know, I've worked with so many women who were wounded and um, abused sexually and, and seeing them and helping them to release that energy and that trauma is a very beautiful thing. But also they're wounded in their masculine energy. They're wounded in their minds. Because, you know, their father let them down or their mother showed them an example of high masculinity to always be in the defense and never allowed your guard down so that you can never be hurt. It, it's pretty deep. No, that tackles so many little side notes that I had because I think a lot of how our parents model romantic relationship to us and then how they also teach us love, whether that's within ourselves or what it's like to be loved unconditionally. A lot of us are missing that, especially with these high divorce rates and especially fathers not being out of the household. So for me, I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Boy Crisis. I have not. It's not, it's not spiritual. It's written by um, a psychologist and it kind of gets into all of the kind of social consequences of not having a father in the home for both little girls and little boys. And rite of passage is huge for boys. And then also being taught or being or just seeing through a mirror how to be treated as a lady is missing too. So if we don't have, if we're not fortunate enough to have a father in the home, what are some rites of passages that we can kind of create or men's groups that we can find to kind of reintroduce that concept um, to families that don't have it? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So I don't ever like to speak of anything that I haven't experienced myself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's why our message is resonating with so many people is because it is genuinely authentic and true and you can feel that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I say that because 
you know, in parts of my journey, I distanced myself from other men because I was afraid. And I was, I was afraid of being let down because my father let me down, right? And so I distanced myself from having even male relationships, male friendships. And it's something that I had to work on. And if I'm brutally honest, it's something that I'm still working on, right? And the reason why I bring that up is because I don't know that I necessarily have been a part of uh, any groups or anything. I, it, for me, it all started by going back into myself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I found everything. And that's where I would encourage everybody to look is back in yourself. And so, you know, that sounds kind of like, oh, wow, back in yourself. But like, what does that mean? Right. Mm-hmm. That means sometimes you got to start by just looking in the mirror. You know, like I remember I, when I did that for the first time in my life and I was, Candace, I was literally like afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. I was afraid to just sit still and look in the mirror and look in my own eyeballs that's how much shame and guilt was inside of myself, you know? And then I started to think, wait a minute, what the, like, what's, what's going on here? Like, why can't I look at my, and I started to ask myself these questions, right? Until I finally was able to do that. And I was able to smile, you know, uh, back then I was 50 pounds overweight and I lived this terrible, terrible life where I would stand in the mirror every morning and look at myself and feel ashamed of myself because I was powerful in the business world right? We were making, there was millions of dollars coming in, but I was 50 pounds overweight. And the idea and the vision that I had of myself and, and for my life was a life that was full of abundance in every area of his life. So then I started that. So then I started to notice, Candice, I started to notice I would step on the scale, look at the scale, feel depressed, look in the mirror, go eat something that I shouldn't have eaten. And then like, it was like literally my, I was on auto loop like that for like, Mm -hmm. 20 years, 20 years where I would do the same thing every day until I threw away the scale, you know? And then I started to notice how much I needed sports, how much I needed like to know what was going on, what team won and what team lost and how my emotions, you know, were always high or low based off of what was happening on the TV. And I started to ask myself, well, what's that all about? Like why, what's going on in my life? That isn't causing me enough excitement within my own life so much so that I have to find that excitement and that passion in the life of another man. Mm. These are all just profound questions that I started to ask myself. And when I did Candace, and when I actually started going into myself and I started, you know, doing what I call is like literally disconnecting from the system and the matrix, I'll never forget. I I went to uh, the Patriots. I went to the Patriots game because I love Tom Brady. And I went to go see him play a couple of years back when he was there. And I saw, I literally with my eyes saw the matrix. I saw it all. I saw men bumbling around with each other, poisoning themselves with alcohol, right? Like literally starting to fight with each other because of the anger and hostility that they had inside of themselves, that the alcohol was triggering, which by the way, they need the alcohol because they need an outside source to make them feel happy, whole, powerful, confident, and complete. And then I saw all the advertisements all over the stadium. It was like if, it was like, I don't know how to explain this, but it was like if I was in a different world and I was Mm -hmm. watching the whole thing happen. I was watching how we spend money to be entertained by other people where we should be entertaining ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. I was watching all of it play out and I thought, well, I don't think I could participate in this anymore. 
you know? So for me, the answer is I slowly started to pull away and remove the distractions in my life. And that's how I was able to find myself. I really resonate with that. I've had similar experiences where whether it was through a meditation, through just the content that you're consuming that kind of just shifts the way that you see reality, but there's like this epiphany that happens. Like, holy cow, I've kind of been just going through the motions and just part of this giant machine and not consciously making any of my decisions. It's like this very real chance that you have to either wake up or to kind of continue along um, that conveyor belt, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, There is this idea that when it comes to shame and you mentioned looking at yourself in the mirror and then all of this negative self-talk and then you'd kind of weigh yourself just to kind of prove to yourself, yes, I am overweight and, you know, just almost this more self-deprecating behavior and then you eat foods that aren't good for you. They say like the most critical you of that you are of yourself is kind of like your ceiling. That's the most you can love yourself. And then that translates into other relationships that you have with other people. So I love that you said you threw out the scale because I think to some people, they would say, well, that's him giving up or being lazy or or whatever. But I think hyper-focusing on the problem isn't going to help. It's how can I evolve and grow past this? What's really happening? It's not the food. For most people that are overweight, it's very rarely the food. There's something a lot deeper going on underneath. That's so I think that's that's beautiful. Um, I'm, I'm sure you probably have some people that come to you with food issues or with weight issues as well. Yeah. And I, I'm going to say something first. The overall issue that we as human beings have is we have been programmed to live life from the outside in instead of from the inside out. And I want to explain this. This is very important. That scale was outside of me. Mm -hmm. So there was an energetic connection and relationship that I had with that scale because that scale fed me something that I and my brain needed to make me feel the guilt that I needed in order to materialize the program that I was living under, which was I was ashamed of myself and I was overweight. And by the way, I had a story in my head back then that all Hispanics were fat. True story. This is, this is actually what happened, right? So that's the scale, right? The TV is outside of myself, right? So the TV is outside of myself and I had to start asking myself, why do I need the TV? There's nothing wrong with the TV itself, right? But why am I in a relationship with the TV where I need it? What is going on inside of me that I can't just sit here and read a book and be in silence and be still, right? Mm -hmm. A woman, let's get into a relationship now. A woman is outside of me, right? What's going on inside of me where I have to be with someone, Mm -hmm. right? Where I can't just be happy with being within myself, you know? And I, and that's where everything started to change for me. Um, It was a moment where I actually had ayahuasca in my house. I was getting ready to have a ceremony that weekend at my house for, for some close friends. And I don't know if you know about the medicine, but the, the medicine is so powerful that even being in your home, it starts to work on you. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, you know, I was thinking to myself that I had like, I, I, I wanted to find the one, the one. I was always searching for the one, right? And I was looking and like, you know, a woman would be there and I'd be like, oh, wow, she's beautiful. She might be the one. And then, you know, oh, wow, she might be the one. It was like this constant thing in my head where I was always looking outside of myself, right? And then anyhow, in that moment, what happened was I started to shake. 
when source speaks to me and heals me, my body starts to release some of the energy that I've been holding on to. Well, I started to shake and I like, I was tears in my eyes and I was crying. I was by myself in the house. Nobody was there. I had just broken up uh, with my wife at the time. We had just uh, gotten divorced and I was just like miserable inside, you know? And I just started, I said, I prayed out to God and I said, God, please like, just where is she? When am I going to meet her? Where is the one, right? Swear to God, here's what happened. My hand shoots up to the sky like this. My hand is shaking like this, right? It's shaking and shaking. And I'm pointing basically to the sky. This is not me. This is my body having some sort of reaction, right? And I go, where, where is she? Where am I going to meet her? Show me. And then my hand goes like this. And it starts pointing at my heart. And I'm just pointing at my heart over and over and over. And in that moment, I go, <sighs> I'm the one. I'm the one I've been looking for. Mm. I, I'm the one that I've been looking for my entire life, right? I'm, I can entertain myself. I can be with myself. I can love myself. I can discover myself. I can sit with myself. I can honor myself. I can unfold myself. I can unravel myself. I can become my highest self, right? But I can't do any of those things, any of those things, if I'm living life from the outside in. You know, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so beautiful. I um I haven't had the chance to work with ayahuasca. I have done psilocybin and my body is very similar in the in the tremor. Like that's how my body speaks to me. I'm a very kinesthetic person. So that's how my releases kind of transpired during that journey. I'm a huge fan of psychedelics and um I guess the whole the scientific community around that with with maps and how we're using it for depression and anxiety and PTSD with it becoming so popularized in pop culture is there any are there any kind of like booby traps that you see as yep. far as yep. how we can ethically approach this because now that capitalism is involved which I'm a fan of I'm just saying right you do get some people that maybe didn't learn the age old ways of using it and it's not being honored in the right way. So I'm curious from your perspective. Yeah, I'll take it even deeper than that. Sure. Wow, this is going to ruffle some feathers, but it's the truth. And I can say this even from people that I know that I have journeyed with. The, the question that most people are not asking when they are considering who they're sitting in ceremony with is why. Why is this person leading ceremony? Right. I'm going to use myself as an example. When I first sat with ayahuasca, I literally, because I wasn't grounded, my root chakra was not opened yet. So I, in my human design, I'm way up here. I'm way in the clouds. Right. So immediately I remember after that weekend thinking, oh my God, every human being needs to do this. And because I genuinely love people, I thought literally like, I'm going to share this with the world. But if I'm honest with myself, there was a lot of ego in that, you know, mm -hmm. there was a lot of, I wanted to feel special the same way I wanted to feel special by being successful in business and wearing the Gucci glasses and the Louis Vuitton bag and all the shit. Right. Mm -hmm. I just transferred that into wanting to feel special because now I'm doing ceremonies. You see what I'm saying? Right. But I finally, finally admitted that. And I, and I remember when it was, I was in ceremony and I was on Instagram and I was taking a story. I would never take a story of the people, but I would put a, a story of the medicine, like of the psilocybin, right? Of my ceremony space. 
And then I ask myself, what's that all about? Mm. What What's up with that, Danny? Like, are you, are you doing this to impact the world and to heal souls? Or are you doing this for some sort of validation within yourself? And that was a hard one because that was the answer. The answer was, yes, I was doing it for my own validation. And I, I'm proud to say that I'm in a space where I can, I can speak about my experience in that fashion because there's no guilt or shame in it. There's just my story. Right. Mm -hmm. But today, Candace, like I can be honest, like, you know, I even have friends today that they know the popularity of our show, our Instagram, our following, how much it's growing right now. And I can feel it from a mile away. People I haven't spoke to they're like, Hey brother, I love you. How are you? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, just give them 30 minutes. I already know what's going to happen. Oh, great. How are you? Oh, fantastic, brother. We've been doing so great. You know, all is great. You know, our relationship is wonderful. Oh, yeah, great. Fantastic. 30 minutes later. So can I come on your show to, to share, you know, about the plant medicine that we're doing? And I'll cold turkey. Absolutely. Absolutely not. And they'll get like offended. These are like my friends. Mm-hmm. Well, why, brother? because I can feel the energy. You're, you're not here to truly serve others. You're, you haven't discovered this yet, but you're here to serve yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And until you can come to a space where you are selfless in ceremony, like that energy, Candace, will impact the ceremony space. It will. And so I've been around enough ceremonies to where like I can, I can spot it from a mile away only because I was able to spot it within myself and so mm-hmm. I have grace with everyone, but I would think that's the number one people th- thing that people need to really, like, really ask and feel through is what is the energy of the person that I am sitting in ceremony with? Because it's going to impact the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And that's got to be difficult too, because if you're kind of just signing on to maybe one of these more touristy kind of programs, it's like, how do you know everyone's story and everyone that's there? How do you really know the facilitator? All of these questions are probably very difficult to get to the root of. One thing I wanted to touch on with plant medicine in general is something that I see a lot is what we kind of call the tourist. So someone who kind of gets addicted to that healing. So you know, they'll be like, I've done, this is my 13th ceremony this year. And you're like, whoa, that's a lot. You know, that's a lot. Um, are you, why are you really here? Because to me, it's almost like you're trying to, for lack of better words, be in this perpetual state of being hurt or broken or needing to be fixed up or tuned up. So is there a way, can you recognize maybe people that come to your events that are tourists and how do you kind of get people off of that track? You, yeah, you know, you can always recognize it by want. Want. There's there's always a want. There's always a when people who are when people are truly, truly on the healing journey to discover themselves and heal their hearts, they're very quiet. They're very right? They're very mm-hmm. in themselves. They don't need much from you. Mm-hmm. right? They just want to be in their space, right? And so the energy of want, like of always wanting, again, the medicine could become just like the TV and just like the scale, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I think that you just got to be careful with that, right? And listen, the journey is always all about you reconnecting to your heart and you discovering yourself and healing your past, right? And so for some of us, 
you know, for me, it took, you know, I I've done 12 ayahuasca journeys, nine mushroom journeys, but honest to God, I'm done. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done. And people keep asking me like, well, come on, let's do more. I don't, I found what I needed to find. And I, and I think that's a great sign is someone like that that can say that right there is like I, they have the opportunity and they decline it. Like they're not constantly saying yes without thought. There is a purpose and an intention behind that decision. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so to each their own, but just 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 be true to yourself. That's all. Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone, this is new. So we are taking a quick break for a couple of sponsors. How exciting is that, that we have a couple sponsors for the podcast? So this is new. Please don't skip it. Just listen. It's cool stuff, I promise. So my first one is a small company called Ragnar's Rocks, and I'll make sure I have the link below. As you know, I love crystals and I get made fun of for it all of the time, but I'm, I'm not going to change my ways and I'm going to stand by it. I truly believe in them and I think that they're beautiful. So sue me. But he sent me, I mean, how incredible is that? He sent me this beautiful amethyst. I've got this really cute rose quartz skull. All of this is on my table. You can't see, but when I start doing two cameras, you'll be able to see my little setup. And this cute little crystal Buddha. How adorable is he? Um, I've, these bracelets are from there. I mean, I was really stoked to have him as a sponsor because this is right up my alley. So if you're into any crystals or you just want to check out the website, it's ragnarsrocks.com and um, I'll link that below. And the last affiliate, last sponsor, please don't skip. This one's a good one. So we all know the benefits of fasting. Well, my husband and I have used this company, Prolon, actually a couple of times. So I was really excited that they wanted to be an affiliate of the podcast. So if you want to try Prolon, it's a fasting mimicking diet. So you get all the benefits of a water fast and it's a lot easier because you get this delicious food instead of having to completely eat nothing. So you can try Prolon for $150 with the code Candice. Some of the claims for, and I mean, I say claims, but I'm going off of a script, guys. 60% of people that completed the fast had better energy, mental clarity, and focus. You'll definitely shed some LBs. I felt a ton lighter after doing it. It's cool to do difficult stuff, and obviously fasting is not easy, so it's kind of cool to see how you can kind of push it and get through something that you thought you might not be able to do. It's a lot easier than just doing a water cleanse. Um, and again, like you, I think the average here, yeah, People lose an average of 5.7 pounds and 1.6 inches off of their waistline. So as soon as I'm done breastfeeding, I'm doing one of these. And Eric's supposed to be starting anytime now. So we'll see when he decides to start. So I'll link that below. Again, if you want to try Prolon, you can try it for 150 bucks. Use code Candice and let's return to the episode. Yeah, we mentioned that heart disconnect a lot. So with we see a lot of masculinity content right now there's not a ton at least um not in my sphere of the feminine archetype and what that's supposed to look like in the healed healthy way we see a ton in the masculine space and unfortunately i think the thing that gets the most views and traffic are those really bombastic and hyperbolic this is my idea of what a masculine macho man is and i have two boys and i certainly don't want them that to be their example of what a healthy healed masculine masculine energy is yeah so can you kind of describe what disalignment looks like in the masculine and the feminine and then what 
more of like a healed whole masculine and feminine looks like? Yeah, I can only describe it by, you know, my, my, myself, right? So when I was in my disaligned masculine, I'm just going to be just brutally just honest and candid here. Highly successful in business, mm-hmm. made a lot of money, um, worked a lot of hours, drank a lot of alcohol, consumed a lot of pornography, uh, spent a lot of time away from home. When I was at home, I was disconnected with my children and at the time, my my wife at the time. Um, and my my pleasure principle in life was power and success. That was my pleasure principle. That's what I wanted because I was wounded as a little boy because I got the double whammy. My father's father left him, basically abandoned him, right? So he never knew his father. So he was completely cut off from his masculine energy. If you were to meet my father, you wouldn't think he was my dad. He energetically doesn't, my dad's the kind of guy, God bless him, I love him, right? But he's the kind of guy that like, he's happy with just having like 25 bucks in his pocket. He's afraid of everything. He He's just, he's just not very confident because that was his journey, right? Well, in many ways, that energy came into me, right? So there were a lot of things that I was afraid of as well. On my mother's side, my mother's mom passed away when she was 13 days old. So, oh, wow. so picture this. So, so my mom never knew how to share maternal love with me because she never had that, that example. Forget the example. She never, she never even knew the, the energy of it, the essence of it, right? So that energy with me being her firstborn, I got the double whammy of both. Of, of course, they're wonderful people. Of course, they love me. They just didn't know how to express it and how to show it, you know? Mm-hmm. So by the time I'm 13 years old, my dad's no longer around and I'm the man of the house. So what do I have to do? I have to provide. And so all of that forced me into the energies of desire, pride, right? And these are all energies that you see most successful men nowadays living from, right? Mm-hmm. They're smoking their cigars. They have their big sunglasses. They're on the private jet. There's nothing wrong with any of that. It's just if you look, not with your eyes, but with your spiritual eye, you'll see someone that's really scared and really wounded, mm-hmm. you know, really scared and really wounded. And so my entire life was spent chasing and I wasn't connected to my heart. I didn't know how to express my emotions. I didn't know how to let love in. I didn't mm-hmm. even know that I didn't know how to let love in. I was deeply, deeply afraid of feeling, of sharing my feelings with people. And quite frankly, I was deeply afraid of being a man in the relationship, by the way, because I was a man in every other area in business and every other area. But in the relationship, I was a wimp, quite frankly, I was a wimp. And um, and that's what an unaligned masculine looks like, at least from my example. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what I think of an aligned masculine looks like, and I think it's very important that people, uh, especially women, understand this because immediately the woman will go, oh, but there's not too many of them out there like that. Like, oh my God, yeah, you're going to be single forever if you wait for that. You got to stop thinking like that because that's you living from the outside in. When you live from the inside out, you become the very thing that you're searching for. Mm -hmm. You become the very thing that you're searching for. There's no way that you can't attract it, 
right? Because you're a magnet. You're literally a magnet for everything that you want in your life. So I would tell people, if you want to be with someone that it's an aligned magnet, first uh, aligned masculine, first understand what an aligned masculine is. Is someone that can provide, provide financially, emotionally, spiritually, right? Mentally, intellectually. It's someone that can hold space, right? It's someone that is a warrior, someone that can defend, right? And this is not about any ego. It's just about if it's time to get, it's time to get down, it's time to get down, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so glad I grew up in the ghetto, right? <laughs> I, I know how to handle myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's somebody that can defend, right? It's somebody that can go out and be connected spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. And it's someone that is in their loving nature and can be it all, right? And that's a really aligned masculine. And that man just is, mm-hmm. is because he's been healed, you know? Now, on the flip side, the feminine, the biggest problem that I see right now and the biggest problem that I see out in the culture is that the culture has driven women to be more like men. Yes. And I'm, I'm saying this from, I have seen... Forget about here. Forget about the mental debate of, well, I can protect myself 50-50 on dates, but forget about all that shit, right? No, 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 no. Go to the spiritual side of things. Go to the energy of things. And when a woman is saying something like, I can protect myself. I don't need a man to take care of myself. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go build an empire and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the boss, babe, and all that. Kudos to you. No problem at all. Just understand I can pretty much guarantee you, your body isn't opening up the way that it should be during sex. So true. It's so true. And for a lot of women, I think this is what kind of drew me to you because I have been on my own healing journey and I was very much one of those women for a lot of my life. My dad left early. There was a ton of abuse. There was instability everywhere, even as far as like where we lived. It was constantly changing. My mom was in and out. So I was forced to take on the role of like head of house and taking care of my siblings. And um, I was used to men coming and leaving, you know, from the examples in front of me. So men can't be trusted. So I'll be my own, you know, like I will never put that vulnerability in someone else's hand because that's too risky. And there's this, you know, these TikToks that people think are so funny where it's like, my mom told me to be, to go find a rich man. So I became one or something. And that sounds great, but that's an easy way to not find, to find a man. There's no room for him because you're taking up all that space. Bingo. You will, you will never remember what I said at the very beginning, you are energy and you are attracting the outside inward. So Mm -hmm. inward, you are the man. There's no room for a man. Mm-hmm. There's no room for a line man for sure as hell. There's no room for them, right? When, even when you do attract that man, because we see it, I, I'm not going to name any names, but we see it with all the celebrities, mm-hmm. all the celebrities, all the powerful women that, you know, are, are, you know, listen, I'll just say we saw it all at the Grammys this weekend, right? We see it and we see, you know, God bless her, but JLo, for example, yeah, <laughs> like she, 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 God bless her. She's not in her feminine. No. She, she's too busy trying to be Jenny from the block. She's too busy trying to create an empire. Yeah. She's too busy trying to try to build something, which there's nothing wrong with that. Just understand there's no room for a man. Mm-hmm. There's no room for a man when you are the man, right? Mm-hmm. And so people ask me all the time, like, do you think J-Lo and Ben Affleck are going to like last? I, number one, you never know 
what people are like in their home. So I don't like to speak on that, but I will tell you a couple of things that you should like think of before you get into a relationship. Number one, if you go from one relationship to a next, you're practically going from one trauma to the next. Mm -hmm. You're not allowing yourself the space to heal. Mm -hmm. So you got to give yourself some time to heal. And typically about three months for every year that you were in relationship is a good enough time for you to able to like really process what you went through, the hurt that you went through, the emotions that you were feeling. And number two, you got to get realigned with the vision for the partner that you want for your life. Because if you're not aligned with the vision for the partner that you want for your life, you're going to keep attracting default. Exactly. Default. So it's just easy to go back to an ex. It's just easier to go because you just, quite frankly, either you're horny or you're alone and you don't like being either of those. You cannot sit still within your own self. That is called being in control of your body, your mind, your heart, and your soul. That is called being an awakened human being. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because for a lot of people, I think that that doesn't make sense because you think someone like J-Lo and you're like, that is the epitome of feminine because she's so stunning. And that's kind of what we associate, again, is the outside. And that's what we think is the feminine. And it is an energetic space. It's not, you know, how gorgeous you are because obviously she is. But when you see that interaction, it's like, no, you are just like you're not being vulnerable. And to me, that softness and surrender is when you are in your feminine that's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When, so when you were talking about not opening up during sex, I'm so glad you said that because I think it brings a more realistic, tangible, maybe more comfortable example for some people where they're like, no, this is too woo. For any woman that's listening, if you are questioning this, I highly recommend that you go to a pelvic floor therapist where they can do biofeedback and they will kind of check the tension internally. When I first started going, because I started going with my first um, my first pregnancy and they were like, whoa, you haven't relaxed this entire 30-minute session. Like that, literally inside was a constant Kegel, like it didn't know how to to relax. Wow. Like, how is sex? Is sex painful? I'm like, yes. And they're like, no wonder, because you don't know how to let go. And your root chakra is safety, security, and surrender. So I was like, wow, I really have a lot of work to do there, even from a physical medical standpoint. Yes. yes. And then Candace, and then it's like we're all conditioned to think that we're getting sick because of genetics. No, yes. it's because of energy. It's trapped energy in your body. So if mm. your body is constantly in a state of flight, uh, uh, fight or flight and defend and protect, and it's always stressed out and tensioned up, eventually what's going to happen, something is going to break. And that's where illness manifests. And so this is why we've been able to see, I mean, I've seen literally within my own eyes, people heal from autoimmune diseases. Wow. I've, I've seen women, I've seen seven women with my own eyes heal their uteruses all in one journey. Like literally met, they were, and they all were like, what the, how did you know that that happened? How, <laughs> how, what? That's impossible. And it was because it was mother ayahuasca just, it does it all. Right. I've seen, yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a woman who was sexually abused at a young age by her uncle who, when she went and told her mother, her mother said, you're crazy and didn't believe in her. Think, think of the trauma. Oof. Think of the trauma that a little girl has to go through. Like, just think of the letdown. 
Mm-hmm. Right? The one person in life that you should be able to count on, your mother or your father, right? Think about that. And I know I'm talking about deep things, but this is this is the work, people. This is the work. This is where you get down and dirty with you know, some of the trauma and the and the wounds that we have that we hold on to. And when we hold on to them, they are affecting our bodies. That's why people have such a hard time losing weight because your body's not in flow. That's why yeah. some men have such a hard time lasting more than a minute because church told them that sex was bad and mm-hmm. so they were busy jacking off basically since they were 13 and 12 years old and they were trying to secretly do it, right? So that nobody could find out. So it's just, you've just trained your body to do this. Yeah. Right? And this is also why women have a hard time, right? Letting go. This is why there's things like KY jelly and all. You don't need none of that stuff. Your body (laughs) produces it when you are healed. Mm. Oh my, I never thought about that. The shame around masturbation, which is why men have maybe problems with uh, impotence. That's crazy. Right. What a connection. Ejaculation, all of it. Wow. But you're told it's because you're old. No, your body has been dealing with the stress for so long, it finally broke. Mm-hmm. And you never heal the emotions behind it. No, and to that fertility thing, I can personally attest to that. So I had autoimmune issues. Um, I after my first psilocybin journey, and that was part of that was healing all of that and surrender. I got pregnant in two weeks. Yeah. So it was absolutely crazy. I didn't think it was gonna in the cards for me. All of my doctors said it's impossible. And then through that process and all of that shaking that happened in that release, I mean, I don't believe in coincidence too often. So I was like, this absolutely did some magic for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to root chakra healing, are there practices that you like for people to do, like certain breath work or meditations or introspective work that you think is very beneficial? Um, again, I don't teach from what I don't know. Right. So, so I will say the two chakras that open for me and I'm talking physical, like I'll tell you when my root chakra opened, Mm -hmm. I I was in a psilocybin journey and I literally like in my butthole, like Mm -hmm. in there felt this gush of energy. It was like a, like a waterfall of energy and it kept coming out like, like just, and I go like, I go, cause that, that's how it, it just like was flowing. And I literally was like, what? <laughs> right. And then, and then this, this is what got me doing the work that I do. Check this out, Candace. I call the shaman over and I go, Hey, and by the way, he happened to be gay, this shaman. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was, he was my friend and everything. And so, you know, I, I kind of feel confident talking about like buttholes with him, <laughs> anybody, any other guy, I wasn't going to talk about it. Right. <laughs> and so I'm like, Hey, psst. Hey, I get this feeling up there and it's like a whole bunch of energy and I can't stop it. And he goes, Oh, relax. You're being activated. And Candace, that <laughs> moment blew my mind. Because those words, you're being activated. It's like, think about this. It's like I, as a human being, lived 43 years of my life not activated. And when I heard him tell me those words, 
I thought to myself, oh my God, how many human beings are out there living right now with one of their chakras not active or mm-hmm. two or three or four or five or six or seven. They can't possibly be spiritually connected. They can't possibly hear from the angels. They can't get messages from source because they're not active, right? Mm-hmm. And the second one was my heart chakra, which that one was like, it's like picture like putting a heat pad in the center and feeling this, 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 this heat all through your body. And it was when I finally allowed myself to not be the one that had to have all the answers, but I allowed other friends to like help me in a decision that I was making. And, uh, and I laid there and, you know, some downloads started coming and it just, it just started opening, you know? And so I bring all of that up because I can't necessarily say because of my journey that I can say, go do this, go do that, go do this. But what I can tell you is this, if you go deep into your healing journey and if you do not give up and if you're relentless about discovering the truth about who you are, and if you're relentless for you women out there, please listen to me. If you are relentless about tapping into your feminine, the same way that the system is telling you to be relentless about being your own provider and being your own defender and being quite frankly, the man, right? And never having to depend on a man. If you flip it, if you flip it and you get relentless about discovering the truth about your femininity, your intuition, your superpowers to create life, your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same because everything that the system is telling you that you have to go out and create and work hard for and drive for and grind for, it'll all just flow to you because you're a magnet for abundance. You create life, therefore you can create anything you want. You just got to have relentless perseverance about finding the truth of your capacity to heal. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. I could, And it's, it's so difficult. And I mean, a lot of things are, but it's so difficult because it's being reinforced at women from every single angle. And since we were really little and I was talking to someone about this the other day and they were like, well, there had to be this overcorrection because the other still exists, like the home, how the housewife still exists. I was like, I don't know if I agree with that because we kind of took that away entirely. And it's not to say that you have to be a housewife, but it's that um, it is that more like, again, just like soft surrender, open figure. That's I don't know where that exists anymore. I can't turn my TV on and find that. I can't go on social media and find that. So I don't think that the argument that it still exists so that we have to have this very stark contrast on the opposite side makes sense to me because I don't see it. No. You know, Candace, let's take it deeper. It's like, look at breastfeeding. Oh my gosh. I know. Look at what happened with breastfeeding. Breastfeeding was systematically made to seem as if it was wrong, bad, disgraceful, And so women started to feel shame around breastfeeding, around giving their child life, around providing for their child the nutrients that it needs. If you want any clearer sign that there is definitely a spiritual dark energy here that is literally pulling women away from their femininity, it's this. I challenge you to see a woman breastfeeding right now where in the past that was common play. 
That was common play. Before there were buildings, before there was work, before there was anything, women held their children and breastfed. And the last thing they would ever do is think of putting formula in their baby's bodies. But now it's common play. It's common. That gave me goosebumps. That gave like that's just so real. I was watching something just the other day, so it's still happening, where this woman was on a news channel and she was saying that breastfeeding was unnatural. You see, that, that, that is just straight what? darkness. It has to be. Yes. And the thing is, Candace, the human mind can be so easily programmed. So guess what the mind does when it sees that program? It goes, oh shit, Download. it's unnatural. Download. Down, that's, boom, that's it. That's it. You're sucked in. You're sucked in. So do you think that that's like there's some kind of intelligent orchestrated effort yep. in or in, for, you do? Can we get into that a little bit? Because it's fascinating because and I know we don't have a ton of time, so I'm sure we're just going to like skim the surface. But when I see something like that where you're discouraging women to breastfeed, actively discouraging them. So I'm a huge fan of breastfeeding. I try to do it in public, even though I get wildly uncomfortable. So you're 100 percent like dead on when you say somehow there is this collective consciousness that is putting shame and guilt on something that is the most natural thing to do. Where did that come from? Like, obviously, there's money at play because people make formula and they're making buckets of money off of that. So of course those companies want you to not breastfeed, but like what else is happening? It's just dark energy, dark energy. But but Candace, I will say the good news is at the same time, that's why you see so much talk about meditation, healing, Mm. breath work. It's because there's a, there's a collective conscious healing that is happening right now. So Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like all of these people are waking up and they're starting to realize, and this is the download that I got that I want to share with everybody. There are only two energies that human beings can live from, and that is fear or love, right? Fear or love. And the more and more that you're plugged into the system, I'm sorry, I don't care who you are, you're living in fear. And you know it every time you close your eyes. Mm -hmm. So your journey is to find your way out of fear and into love. Because when you find your way into love, breastfeeding is the most beautiful thing you could see. Mm-hmm. It brings you joy because you're watching life. You're watching life being created right there, right before your eyes. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's, that's what's happening with everything. So the more and more that dark energy can get women to believe that their beauty is found in injecting their mouths and changing their bodies and, you know, um, basically finding their values on the outside. And the more and more the dark energy can get men to believe that, you know, their value is found in having the Ferrari and having the sunglasses and, you know, being successful, not that that's bad, but from the wrong energy, it is definitely bad. You're just getting human beings to pull away from the truth of who we are. And that's the, Candace, you're me. You're me. I'm you. Mm-hmm. We have the same story, different version, but we're all <laughs> here to try to find ourselves back to our heart, right? Even, Candace, even, you know, we get about a thousand people at our events, right? And it's like, I told my team, I said, I don't want anybody introducing me anymore. I don't want anybody clapping for me anymore. I said, why? Because even the freaking influencers and the motivational speakers, they're not, if you look at the energy, the biggest ones, They're not there to help you find you. They're there to help you find them. Oof. 
Mm-hmm. Just look, just start paying attention. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's where, and I can only say that because that was me. I used to have an event called Relentless. Kobe Bryant was at my event. Alex Rodriguez was at my event. Uh, Rob Deerdeck was at my event. Uh, one of the Everybody was at my event because I was using famous people to feel validation like I knew famous people because I didn't know who I was. Another way to make you unique. Another Exactly. Bingo. Bingo. Mm-hmm. And so the more and more that I worked with the medicine, the more and more that I realized it's like, This is why the whole system is messed up because these wonderful human beings, once they finally get it and they finally feel like, all right, I want to change my life. They're going into a system where an influencer or a teacher or a motivational speaker is just trying to lead them to like want them energetically speaking with the best of the, with the real ones, which I, I can only say this outside of myself is Joe Dispenza. Love him. You can literally feel, you see what I'm like, think about that. You, mm-hmm. you do not for one second feel that that man wants you to follow him, like him, love, nothing. He's no. there to help you get back to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's where the magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. This was incredible. I could talk to you for hours and hours. Um, before we stop recording, can you please tell the listeners and viewers where they can follow you, how they can support you, and any upcoming projects that you might have? Yeah, um, I, I would just say that from the bottom of my heart, everything that we do and we put out, it's 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 all it's medicine, and it's it's medicine to help you unravel some of the work that the system has done to you, and it's medicine to help challenge you and push your buttons to help you eventually go back to your heart. And so on Instagram and TikTok, it's Danny Morel, uh, M O R E L. And then if you want to come to Awaken, which is the most profound three days experience that, you, that you've ever had, just go to dannymorell.com backslash Awaken. Um, and, um, and you're going to have a wonderful time there. You're going you're gonna to shed the most tears that you've ever shed, I promise you. And you'll, you'll get 10 years worth of therapy in three days. Beautiful. And I will make sure I link that all below. Thank you again so much, Danny. I had an incredible conversation. Awesome. I'm glad you I'm glad to have been with here with you and um let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. And that's it for this week's episode of Chatting with Candace. Before you close the app, before you shut me down, if you could leave a five-star review, if it hasn't been a while or if you haven't done it, it helps me out a ton. Make sure you're hitting like and subscribe. That also is insanely helpful for growing the podcast. Share this with some friends if you really liked the content. Share it on social media. This is a team effort, folks, and we need all hands on deck. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, if you want to support the podcast, go to chattingwithcandice.com and I'll see you next time. Bye.